Hey everybody, with tonight's guest, we will have completed the University of Kansas first team All-American trifecta. We have had two of this guest's teammates on with us recently, and tonight it is our privilege to have with us the third first team All-American from the University of Kansas. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this guest's last name, so here we go. Please welcome to the pod, Nina Hamilnitskaya. Nina, welcome to the pod. Was that that bad? Thank you. No, it was really good, actually. You did have a lot of pra- a little bit of practice, but it was decent. I needed to do some practice because I thought my last name was bad, but this is uh, this is a t- tough one for me. So uh, let's focus on the effort more so than the execution with it. But. <laughs> the effort was A+. Plus. Thank you. So <laughs> before we kind of get into a lot of your background and all of your accomplishments, um, it's been, what, around six weeks after your crazy good, successful collegiate career. What you been up to lately? Uh, well, uh, after we were finished with the NCAA individuals, I had some time to finish my undergrad, so I was doing my internship uh, the whole uh, June, uh, and then I uh, was trying to to get into the grad school and started my uh, graduate assistant job with Q Athletics. Oh, awesome. Student athlete development. Yeah, it's kind of been busy, not going to lie. Good, good, good. So you seem to be transitioning just fine. That's great to hear. Um, yeah. You know, we're going to get into some of the accomplishments. We know you and your net won, you know, won both the ITA Summer Nationals in Fort Worth. There's some good stories about how you even got to that tournament, um, <laughs> along with winning the prestigious ITA All-American Championships in California. Um, at one point during the season, both you and your net were ranked number one in the country. And we're going to get into all those, I promise. But before we get into all that, um, as we do with all of our guests, I just want to kind of... Um, learn a little bit more about your background. You know, you're from Moscow, Russia. How you get? How did you get involved in the sport? Did your parents play? Do you have any siblings? Walk us through that a little bit. Um, yeah, so I started playing tennis when I was five and a half, I believe. Tennis and there's another sport that's dancing was in, in town, so there's the only two things that I could do. And my parents, coming from a sport family, always wanted to me to play sports and be involved with any kind of sports so it was always said that I was going to play sports so but they didn't really care what it's going to be because I'm the only actually in the family playing tennis because my entire family plays volleyball okay (laughs) so I'm not really sure how that happened but I guess due to the fact that tennis was the only sport pretty much developed in my town at that point so I guess I just stuck to it. But so no parents, no siblings. You were the only one who were playing, uh, who played tennis. Yeah. So my my dad, my mom, and my older brother they always played volleyball. Got it. Um, any professionals that you looked up to when you were playing as a junior? Um, I'm not that I could think of anybody, but I did like to watch tennis and you know all the Grand Slams. Got it. And other tournaments. God, I know your teammate. I know Nas said, uh, you have Jenny Kofelnikov. I know she said her family kind of looked up to that one. Yeah. Um, obviously, he had a great career. So in your junior career, you ranked top 40, the Russian national 18 and unders, um, ranked as high as uh, number 564 of the ITF. Kind of walk us through anything um, that you feel the listeners would enjoy um, competing as a junior before, obviously, the college process took effect. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, in Russia, the competition is really high. We have a lot of tennis players, especially on a junior level. So, um, obviously, uh, and I feel like I believe that I was a late bloomer tennis-wise. Um, so, it took me a while to get, you know, to win the tournament and at least try to figure out my game style. Uh, and plus, the fact that um, my family didn't have a lot of resources to take me on a tournament, you know, outside of the country. So I was really limited in kind of that developing process of getting better in the match play I needed, like, at 13, 14, 15 years old. So it was, it's been tough, but, you know, I felt like as I was getting older, it kind of became easier because I could travel by myself. Right. And my parents were completely comfortable letting, well, not completely by myself, because <laughs> obviously there are some parents that travel with their kids, so they would just send me with them, but at kind of at one point I was traveling by myself. Now, were you like so, at an academy, like with a, with a series of coaches, or did you typically just have one coach that kind of um, helped you during your junior career? Well, it, I, I kind of jumped from being just uh, the only kid and then to the academy because it also came to the resources right. and sometimes we couldn't just afford uh, being in the club so before I came to college I think for two years I was working only with one coach okay so I mean you, you, had, you had a very solid junior career that where it was going to be pretty obvious that some colleges were going to be calling you. Um, was was playing college tennis in America something that, you know, was, was kind of on your radar, or was this something brand new? Um, you're like, what is all this about? Uh, I want to say both ways, because I'm sure you heard that uh, stereotypes, especially in Europe and Russia, the stereotypes of American tennis is, you know, it's not good. It's, it's kind of a joke. But my parents, we sat down together and they just asked me, what do you want to do? Do you want to play tennis or do you want to, you know, pursue education? And I couldn't really decide. And I was like, I think I want to do both. And at that point, I mean, it's still not possible back home to do that because it's either one or another. Right. And I couldn't really pick. pick. So then my parents started you know, searching and trying to figure out how to help me. And when they told me that, that this is the solution to your problem, basically, and then I was like, I don't want to go to the States. You know, the level is not good. And I don't know what to expect. And it was just completely different. And I was not ready for it at all. And I just... I mean, I just went along with it. I was like, you know, whatever. Right. I'm going to go for a little bit, and, you know, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Right. So, as I asked your your um, two previous teammates, you know, in regards with their um, respective countries, obviously Nas is also from Moscow, but how did how did you, also a girl from Moscow, Russia, wind up at the University of Kansas? I understand from uh, Nas that you actually took a college visit to KU. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I have a really funny story getting to KU, I, before I even met Todd, um, 
I already verbally committed to the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and like, back, back home, we have a little recruiting meetings where a lot of tennis player come, players come, and then coaches from the States come and they um, talk to us, look, uh, look at us when we play. So The coaches actually them. come to Russia? Yeah, a lot okay. of coaches actually do come to Russia. And I wasn't supposed to be there at that recruiting meeting because I was already, you know, basically decided where I'm going to go. I already committed verbally. and But I knew my friend was there. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go, you know, hang out with them. Plus, I at that point, I didn't play much because I had a shoulder injury. So I wasn't even worrying about it, you know, if coach is going to like me or not. So I was like, you know, just going to go hang out. This friend was already at Kansas, not a tennis player? Uh, no, she was, Todd actually went to look at her. Okay. He was interested in her. Gotcha. And then it was just, it just happened that Todd and I started talking and then <laughs> it happened that I was like, okay, I think I'm going to come and visit this school. And as you can see, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, it clearly did. So wait, so Nas basically told us that you, after your visit, you said, okay, you're coming with me. Like, is that kind of what happened? Because I know Yannette, she'd never been on, she'd never been to America before she set foot in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, Nas didn't know anything about KU. How did you know Nas? Did you compete against her? I mean, obviously she's also from Moscow, but um, at what age did you guys get to know each other? Well, I think we've always known of each other, but never um, hang out because, I mean, just, you know, different companies, different, uh, since we're from the same cities, from the same region, we right. would, uh, always cro- cross path on tournaments, but I don't know, it never was like, you know, we're hanging out all the time together, Right. but we, we're like, it's not like, you know, we're enemies or something. No, no, no. So does Coach Chapman tell, say, like, do you do you have anyone else that can come with? Like, how did that all come about? Yeah, yeah it was because uh, before I went for a visit, Nas was asking me about um, the exams that need, needed to be passed and all that paperwork, you know. And then um, I went for a visit, and then Coach asked me if I knew anybody. And at first, I couldn't really think of anybody because obviously I wanted some someone you know I could trust and obviously coach wasn't looking for some you know right so he was looking for someone good right um and then the next day I was like well I have this girl in mind but I'm pretty sure she's already interested in a different university but I they talked and then <laughs> as you can see that also worked out right 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 no it's fun um you know, I think the listeners will appreciate like how all this how this comes out and how this all comes together because uh, it did come together and it was it was pretty amazing. So you all three of you lined up University of Kansas, different journeys, but hey, we all all three get on campus. Um, some of your highlights, especially um, you know your your senior year, and it started in the summer and you won the ITA summer nationals in fort worth with yannette and i know there were sacrifices um you guys almost couldn't even go to that right you guys couldn't afford to go yeah it was um an epic summer for us because um last time we played together doubles it was uh, at actually at all americans our sophomore years 
and we had a very poor performance and then after that we could have dared to think that we might possibly play doubles together ever again right <laughs> so it wasn't on, on the radar at all for us we were just you know teammates you know at that point there's no even a thought that we could play doubles because it was so bad uh, and then last summer we were here together playing the tournaments and you know just you know let's play doubles together okay sure not a problem uh, so then we started winning first tournament second tournament and then we were like okay um, what do we do and then we were playing our tournament in Lawrence here right and um we started talking about the, the summer championship and we we're realizing that we we can't actually go there because <laughs> we do not have money we we do not have money we don't know what to do because obviously coaches want us to play this tournament for our own success and but we don't know how to deliver the fact that we <laughs> cannot afford this so after one of the days during the tournament we come and talk to coaches and we explained <laughs> sorry this is just really funny because every time you know and I talk about it it's just something funny but at the moment we felt it it was just so bad we wanted to cry yeah you want to go and compete so bad but you don't have the resources to do it exactly and like the fact that coach, you know at that point coaches don't understand that we do not have money to go in the tournament made the station even worse right <laughs> So after we talked to coaches, we were sitting at our apartment building outside. It's dark outside. We're sitting on the curb, <laughs> opening our bank accounts, and just like I think we had a total of I don't know seventy bucks maybe for each other. Like <laughs> how we, how can we afford to go on a tournament that is seven and a half hours away, and you know live. Uh, eat and compete like what are we going to do so it was an interesting situation that we had to go through together but Yannette ended up <laughs> selling her car <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it cost for us to get to that tournament <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness I want to thank you for sharing that because I think the general public doesn't understand one, that the sacrifices that these college students have to make, you know, especially when it's outside their own collegiate season. And two, yeah. there's a lot going on now um, in the professional world that's getting highlighted, um, you know, especially by um, tennis professional Noah Rubin with his Behind the Racket, um, you know, podcast. And he's doing a lot of talk about the cost of just the cost of being a tennis professional when you're not top 50 top 100 in the world and it's it's a real real issue and um you're laughing about it now but that's a serious stressful situation you last summer i did not want to laugh at all it was not funny at any point (laughs) but this is real i mean this is reality and this is why i enjoy doing these these podcasts because this is reality so um seriously i I enjoy you sharing that a lot of people think if you're on full ride at at the university, it's basically 365. It's not. Right. Uh, during the summer, you have to pay it out of your own pocket. No. If you want to, you know, develop yourself as a player and somehow prepare yourself for the season. Right. 
Um, no, that's so cool of you to, to, to share um, to share that with everybody. So she sells the car. You guys make it down to Fort Worth. Heck, there's one match in there where it's it's an eight-game pro set. You're getting whooped. I think you're down match points, right? Oh, yeah. We were down uh, we were down 40-15 on the serve. Yep. Uh, the girl was serving. We never took her serve and uh, set. It was just, yeah, her serve was really good. We we couldn't, sometimes we just couldn't even make a return, but it's at one point when we made it, it would just, you know, be a Sitter Raleigh or something. Right. And there was no way we could have gotten to that. So we just, you know, you know, whatever. Down 40-15 on that girl's serve. <laughs> and then somehow we win a point, and then the second one, and then all of a sudden it's a deuce, and then we take the deuce point. Right. And from there, we just like, Okay, we just took this, this serve that we didn't really, we, we couldn't take the serve before. So, obviously, there's some hope. And then, I mean, we didn't play bad tennis there. We, we did absolutely everything we could. It just didn't go our way. And then, you know, everything we did started paying back a little bit. Right. And we were able <laughs> to come back and... Win the whole tournament. And win that eight-game process. Right. So so you take that momentum, you actually win the whole tournament. Now, you needed to win that to qualify for the All-Americans of California, is that true? Correct. Yeah, so <laughs> you go from down match points getting killed in an early round, uh, one of the earlier rounds in Fort Worth. You wind up winning that tournament. You then go to California. Um, you know, what the heck? You might as well go there and win that too, which you guys did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Back to back. Why not? Exactly. So, um, and one of the teams you beat I, was, was Stanford, right? And you beat them. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about Stanford later, but I think you beat Stanford. You and your net beat Stanford three times. Uh, yes, I believe. I think that's right. So that's pretty incredible. It's, no, four times. Four times, sorry. I didn't mean to sell you guys short. We played two, two, yeah, we played two teams, uh, two Stanford teams uh, in California. Okay, four times. Um, Wow. So you guys win that event. Amazing, right? You're in beautiful state of California. You're kicking butt there. Um, And it seemed like from there, you knew on paper going into this senior year that the team, you know, could do some pretty special things. For sure. We, we, I had no doubt that it was going to be a special year because, you know, we wanted it to make it special because, you know, a last one, best one. So right. we wanted to do everything in our power to, you know, actually make it happen. And you guys you guys pretty much did that. I mean, KU only lost, I think as a team, they only lost one doubles point and one yeah, dual match during correct. the season. We yeah. only lost one doubles point, and it's amazing. I still cannot believe it sometimes. Yeah, you had some tough losses in the regular season, um, some close ones, some four threes. Um, in the conference itself, you lost to Oklahoma State and Texas, but uh, got a little bit of revenge on them in the Big 12 tournament hosted in Lawrence, Kansas. How awesome was that? It's unbelievable it's impossible to describe especially um osu uh oklahoma state we never beat them before right compared to texas we beat them um our freshman year but then after that it was until big 12s so both those teams you know beating them meant a lot for us because we wanted to beat them so bad 
for such a long time and knowing the fact that we were just, you know, right there. Now, how about the crowd there that weekend? Oh, my God. <laughs> the crowd was probably, I don't know, 90% of success. It was just unbelievable atmosphere i've never felt anything like that that's so cool i mean you know the university of kansas the fans love their 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 sports and if it's a good product they'll be out there for oh, sure yeah. to support that it true. awesome i mean that 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 was such a such a cool week and we saw the celebrations on social media we saw as uh Yannette said coach chapman's michael jackson impersonation oh, yeah. we saw everything <laughs> <laughs> um coaches yes flexible exactly <laughs> so you guys you guys take that momentum and you guys host um the first two rounds also at the jayhawk tennis center and you played denver um very who you played the previous year in a very very close match um you beat them then you had to face florida and florida as everyone knows i mean they've been historically just a powerhouse uh both yeah. in both on the men's side and the women's side um you guys, the season wasn't going to end at home, and uh, you sure uh, you, you sure made sure that didn't happen. So you beat Florida, and then um, you had to travel to Palo Alto and play Stanford. And and I know we Stanford won it again this year, and they've won like twenty NCAA titles. But um, again, the doubles point, KU wins the doubles point. Um, Talk a little bit about going into that match, and and I know you guys lost four three. You were by far Stanford's toughest um, obstacle, um, not even close. Um, you guys were by far their toughest obstacle in winning it. Talk a little bit about the the you know the, the psyche going into that match, and then during the match, how you felt that it, w- it was all going. Um, I believe going into the match, we we knew we had it. You know, we knew we could do it. And um, we were so close, but I think the difference maker was that obviously the experience, I feel like, and those tough moments, they were a bit more experienced. Right. Due to the fact that they played more, you know, um, those tough matches on Sweet 16, you know, all that uh, NCAA level. And I feel like we didn't take it, you know. Right. Yannette was Yannette was consistent. Yeah, Yannette was consistent with your thoughts. She said like they nothing ever changed with them, whether they were up or whether they were down. They just kept at it. They kept doing the same thing. I agree. Maybe there was you know at some spots there was a little bit of a doubt or a little bit of that, but I feel like Stanford they they knew who they were and they just carry themselves at Stanford, you know, and then at the moment where it all mattered, they just took it. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I think it all ca- came down to the experience playing at that kind of a level, you know? Yep, yep, yep. You can't, unfortunately, sometimes you can't beat experience, but um, what, what you what you and your senior class did, the two other, um, two other women, you really elevated this program to, uh, to a level that it had not been at in a very long time. Um, a very long time, and obviously, um, for the rest of your you know lives, you're going to hold your heads up high about what you accomplished during your collegiate career. Talk a little bit about going through all this with both um, Nas and Yannette. Um, we kind of had an internal talk after being so close to be- beating some of our uh, conference teams that we you know wanted to be for so long, and 
we kind of told each other that we're not leaving this place without a championship ring. So I feel like that's what we've been always working for and wanting for. And feel like uniting together in this idea made us better, made the team better and relationship uh, between all of our teammates and coaches better. I felt like we had an incredible chemistry within the team this year that obviously plays a major role on the court. Absolutely. So it was never a burden, you know, coming to practices. It's always been, you know, obviously it's gonna it's gonna be hard, you know, sometimes you're gonna hate it, but you you're not gonna be the only one there, you know. Right. The team is gonna be there for you. So it was always great to know coming into practice after a long day in school or whatever, you know, right. going on in your life. It was really exciting. It was very exciting, at least for me, coming to practices and seeing, you know, the two seniors and then playing with Yannette and just sharing those moments with her. It was amazing. Awesome. So awesome. So talk a little about, uh, you, you referred to them, but let's talk a little bit about your um, the relationships that you had with both Coach Chapman and, and Coach Lilly. And, and as of this recording, people know Coach Lilly has um, moved on. We are so thankful for her time at KU, and we, we loved having her at KU, and we're looking forward to following her at her next step. She is now the head coach at um, Auburn University. And also, as of this recording, it was made official. Shout out, um, new KU assistant, Megan Falcon. We're all excited to have Megan on board as well. Um, talk a little bit about your relationship with Coach Chapman and Coach Lilly. Um, and give me something I, funny about both of them, too. <laughs> well, I can't really think of anything right now, but not only me, but almost the entire team. Not almost the entire team gives him hard time <laughs> of his driving skills. Of Todd's driving skills. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out whenever you in the car with him. Be careful. Okay, noted, noted. <laughs> yeah, and about Caroline, um, I don't know. I know it's not really not really a secret that she likes to work out, and then sometimes <laughs> she likes to work out early before we leave for uh, leave for the trip like a match or something and we had to leave you know like at five in the morning she would wake up early and she would be coming in into the bus like sorry guys i couldn't stop myself from you know doing 10 extra reps and we we're just like what it's 5 a.m in the morning right like how, how can you do something like that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> <laughs> so you know stuff like that that is funny. Well, thanks for sharing that because we we were trying was trying to get a lot of Nas and Yannette, uh, but um, you know they talked obviously about how much they they appreciated their coaches. Of course, and, yeah. um, I mean they did so much for us. I I don't think I can thank them enough for what they've done for this program because I'm sure there's so many things they've done that we don't even see on this side. There's so many things going on on the other side they do for us and for the program. Right. Okay, this was awesome. So we got the early morning workouts with Caroline and Todd's driving. We uh, we got that covered. Um, let's do a few other, before we kind of wrap up, let's do a few other like uh, quick takes with you. You ready? Yeah. Favorite professional tennis player? Uh, Novak Djokovic. Is he going to win Wimbledon? Yes. <laughs> All right. I think what Roger and Rafa are on the bottom half of that draw, I think. So he may only have to contend with one of them, I believe. 
Don't quote me on that, but you're going with Novak. Um, favorite sport to play and favorite sport to watch other than tennis? Um, play and watch. Volleyball. Um, actually not that good at volleyball. Very surprising, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like swimming. Swimming? I like swimming. Okay. And watching, I honestly prefer watch anything from the Olympics. Okay, cool enough. Good answer. Uh, favorite place to hang out in Lawrence? Um, right now, actually, I like to hang out on my balcony at my new apartment. Okay. It's great views, and, you know, it's really cool in the evening. Yeah. So I prefer that as of today. <laughs> okay. Favorite place to grab some food in Lawrence? Um, Thai diner. I like Thai food. Okay. I think I've been there. Actually, I went when I when I was there a couple week a uh, couple weeks before the NCAs. I actually went there with with Coach. Yeah. that place is good with we, Coach Lily. That place is good. Place. Yeah, that place is the good. Tennis team is a love story. Okay, now I see why she recommended that place. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, we talked about your little mini. Uh, well, not little, but your mini uh, Allen Allen VLS experience during the Big Twelve tournament at the uh, Jack Tennis Center. Tell me about your first experience in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, I remember it really vividly because it was my um, official visit and they were playing West Virginia for the Big 12 title. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was funny also because this is the first time when I saw Coach actually go crazy because, you know, before that I interacted with him, he was really calm and stuff. Right. But then it was obviously for Big 12 championship, and we were down pretty big with, like, I don't know, three, two minutes left, yep. and they came back, and then coach just went nuts, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> so that was a really good experience with key basketball. That's awesome. You're like, sold. That's awesome. Um, I remember that game. That game was crazy. Uh, yeah. Best part about attending and playing at KU? Hmm. Um, I think the experience you gain here and um, the network. I feel like everything that you know you experience here with people, with your teammates, with coaches, gives you a perspective and life and shapes you as a person so I think that's my biggest insight from spending my four years being on this team and just being in Kansas awesome well thank you for uh, letting us know a little bit more about about you and and your time at KU and um, I wanted to you know, when I first thought of the idea of getting all three of you I, I was going to try to do like a round table deal um, but logistically just on my end it was going to be hard to do so um, I went about doing it separately. Obviously, when you have three first-team uh, first All-Americans, it's pretty special. And um, not only do I want to thank you, but I want to thank you two teammates for also um, giving their time, explaining their background, their journey, and, and what it's all about. And um, you guys, like I said, all three of you are going to hold your heads high forever. And uh, you brought this program to new heights, and, and hopefully the, the people after you will uh, – you know, keep it at that level, and who knows, may even raise it a little bit. Um, so with that, Nina, um, 
I just want to thank you. We, we talked a little bit at the beginning about your transition, and it seems to be going so smooth. And we wish you the best of luck and, and keep in touch. Yeah, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have a good night. Having me here. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, the third first-team All-American from the University of Kansas. I hope you enjoyed that podcast, and stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for another podcast soon. Thanks. Bye.